popcorn, chop tops, and the latest releases. Let's go to the movies with Shane A. Bassett. Join my Shane A. Bassett on the phone. Bit of a quiet week at the movies, Shane A. Yeah, hi, hello. Uh, you're right. No real big movies or anything really being released in cinemas this week. Mm. And I put it down to the theory that The Batman is released next week. Yeah. So if anything got released this week, it would just it'd be disappear after next week. I'm weirded out about this, uh, Shane Bassett, because I found out the Batman is rated PG and I think that might upset a few viewers. That's incorrect. I can reveal right now that's incorrect. It is PG-13 rated in the United States, in the US, but it is yet to be confirmed classification in Australia. So most PG-13s in the US are M-rated in Australia. Definitely won't be PG, I can guarantee it. If anything, it'd get M or MA, because I do believe it's quite dark. Yeah, well, it looks very dark when the trailers look good. I'm very excited. So that's next week. Yes, next week, and we'll talk all about it, but, um, because I would have seen it next time we chat. Amazon Prime have dropped a brand new one that's currently on streaming, I Want You Back. Tell us about it, Shane, eh? Yeah, it's a comedy, and it's actually a comedy that made me laugh. I liked it, and that's rare. Uh, two recently single strangers, they randomly meet, and uh, they decide, well, they're going to help each other try and win their exes back. Uh, so there's lots of adults-only situations yep. that, that occur. Jenny Slate in particular is hilarious. I think she's funny. Charlie Day and Scott Eastwood, son of Clint Eastwood, was also in it. Amazon Prime's I Want You Back. Uh, you said a lot of adult situations. Probably not one for the kids. How many buckets of popcorn are you giving it? Yeah, no kids to be watching that one for sure. Uh, it made me laugh, which is great uh, for a comedy. That's what they should do. I'm going to give it two and a half out of five. Let's talk Nicolas Cage. He's had his glory days, but recently he's still punching out movies, but they just seem to sort of uh, go straight to streaming. Is Pig, this new one featuring Nicolas Cage, going to get him out of the the straight to streaming bender? (laughs) Well, it has, because you're right. He he punches out, um, he's like Bruce Willis. I always compare the two, because they both make movies, about five or six movies a year. Yeah. Uh, but this one, Pig, actually had a cinema theatrical release, uh, and now it's on stand. It's Nicolas Cage as this former world-class chef. He's now a recluse, lives in this cabin in the woods, and he, his only friend is this beloved truffle pig that he has as a pet. And he talks to him, he hangs out with him, but then it's stolen, and the, he's like, well, okay, he's all by himself, he can't handle it, so he decides to go into the city and find out investigate who the culprits are that stole it from him. Basically, Babe 3. <laughs> Pig in the city. <laughs> you know the first person who said that, uh, <laughs> it, but it has a little bit of a, a mysterious uh, twist about halfway through regarding the pig, yeah. and I'll leave it at that. Um, one for the whole family, if it's a pig chase? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, unfortunately, this one's not for children either. Uh, I would um, give it a solid Three out of five. Nicholas Cage is great, but uh, there are some situations in this that are also for adults' eyes only. Did you see that one he released? Was it earlier in the year, or maybe it was last year, Willie's Wonderland or whatever? I have. Yeah, no, I did see that. That was pretty out there. Violent, from what I could tell. (laughs) And he did not speak one word in that movie. Really? 
No, he used his eyes and his reactions. He does not speak one word of dialogue in Willy's Wonderland. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good film, but uh, again, very an acquired taste for for that one too. He he decides to make movies that are outside of the box mostly, and good for him. You know, you say he's had his glory days, but I still think he's creative in what he does. Still brings out a couple of good ones here and there. Uh, movie analyst Shane Bassett, thank you so much for your time this week, and we'll catch up with you same time, same place next week. Cheers, hello. We'll talk about the Batman next week. Bye Bye for now. The man himself, he knows all things tech. He's the tech genius, Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Thank you for joining me today because I know you're a busy man. You're always uh, doing radio crosses and Today Show crosses and stuff. That's what I do, mate, but I'm, I'm, my priority's you. <laughs> Even before the Today Show every morning, it's, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Letting us know what's going on in the world of tech and big news in telecommunications. Mate, I get the question a lot from people in country areas, remote areas, or just fringe areas of the city, you know, which telco should I go with? And, and I always say, who with now and they say Telstra because you know I need the coverage. People think that Telstra is the only option. Well it has been and, and in many ways it is the best network, no, undoubtedly but Vodafone TPG have just done a deal with Telstra so hopefully later this year Vodafone customers will essentially roam on the Telstra network. Yeah, so wow. if, you're, if, you, if you live in a good Vodafone area but then you drive into an area where Vodafone's not so good, you'll pick up on a Telstra signal so it's a huge deal. It won't change the prices for, for Vodafone customers but it's a big commercial deal for the two telcos and it means frankly great competition in remote and rural areas. Yeah, so that's the big thing, regional. regional Because in, in the cities, you can always get Vodafone. You can't always get it uh, you know, right. out here in regional. Telstra's the one... You Everyone know, you listening to... to us now, yeah. I mean, I, I challenge you to look up koganmobile.com.au. It's, a, it's run by, you know, the people that do the Kogan TVs and stuff. Yeah. They're on the Vodafone network. 12-month deals, you pay up front. It's crazy cheap. It's what I put my wife and son on. It's crazy cheap, and you'll save... Probably half, if not more, of what you're paying now. Kogan. Kogan Mobile. All right. I'm going to look that up for sure. Uh, speaking of phones, Apple's still dominating. They are. It's an interesting one. If you had a pub trivia quest question about, you know, which phones are most popular, I think most people would say iPhone. But actually, in market share, Apple have less than 50% of the market. So Android, which is Samsung, and all the others have about 54%. So in, in answer to the question, it's it's Android that dominates the market. But in terms of individual phones, uh, data released recently shows that um, the iPhone is four of the top five most popular individual phones. Mm. So they're selling individual phones more than anyone else, but their actual market share, because there's so many great affordable one, two, three, four hundred dollar phones from other companies, yes. and Apple doesn't play in that space, they're not the most dominant phone in the marketplace, which I I think would surprise a lot of people. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I just feel like, mo- I mean, five or six years ago, most people just had iPhones. I thought, and I just assumed people would just say what they were comfortable with, but it's good to see people, I guess, trying different brands. Run. If you've got a mate, mate, group of mates who are all on Android, you, you'll think iPhones are, are not dominant. So it's amazing how who you hang around with influences what you think of this market share. Let's talk uh, electric cars, because I hear there might be uh, some new competition coming to our shores. Yeah, this is huge. BYD is coming to Australia in July. You can pre-order now these cars put a thousand bucks down you'll get one in july or august they're making 1500 a month just for australia if they sell all those they will be the number one electric vehicle in australia very very quickly it's a great looking car little kind of mini suv Forty-four thousand three hundred dollars. Now that's a great price for an yeah. electric car of this quality too. It's specked out. It's got all the safety features. It's got a beautiful interior, big infotainment system that rotates if you want it to. It's very strange, but it does it. Um, and it's a good-looking car. This has got four hundred plus kilometres range. Like it's it's ticking all the boxes, including price, which is a big deal. So I'm really excited about BYD hitting Australia soon. Speaking of price, just for comparison, do you happen to know what the average Tesla goes for? 
Oh, the, the cheapest you'll get a Tesla is about seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, so this is so, very comparative. <laughs> very uh, hugely competitive. The, yeah. the most similar prices are there's an MG that is uh, that is electric, but it's not not the best electric car. I'll be honest, and mm. it's about forty eight thousand dollars. So. Uh, it's really undercutting. And there'll be an even cheaper one come later in the year at about $35,000. So we're in for some stiff uh, competition and a really exciting time for electric cars in Australia. Trevor Long from EFTM.com, thank you so much for your time this morning. I know you've got other stations to go to, Today Show Crosses and all those sorts of things, so we'll let you get to it. Cheers, buddy. Dougal Slaughter's joining me on the phone, uh, talking all things uh, local shows and much, much more. Going to replay that chat right here. The Golgong on Saturday, fantastic show at Golgong. It's always sort of one of the first of the season. Mm. Dunny Do was the week before. Uh, and look, the exciting thing is we've got a fantastic country shows package where we are providing grants to all sorts of different sizes of shows. And Golgong got 12 and a half grand to help run the show for this year. Things like uh, gazebos, a cool room for the barbecue, paid for all of the entertainment, i.e. using local musicians uh, and plenty of other things to help make it a really fantastic show. So if you are running a local show and haven't yet applied for the country show's funding, check it out. There is something available for you and your show, and well done, Golgol. And also, if you're running local shows and you're planning behind the scenes, make sure you organise enough um, battered savs to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly if I'm attending. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dougal, school uh, rat test. What's the go with these? Are they still a thing? Yeah, look, they're a thing for, for this week, uh, but at the end of this week, everything sort of starts to change again as we sort of try to transition away from, uh, you know, fairly uh, harsh restrictions, I suppose, yeah. Although it's a bit easier than it was last year, it's still uh, been a bit of an imposition. So at the moment, you'll be doing twice a week rats. That will change again, and you'll get eight tests per child to use at your discretion. So if you've got one of your kids that's snuffly and is showing symptoms, well, obviously you would use a rat uh, and possibly go and get a PCR as well and keep them home from school. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to do the twice weekly, which is what's been absolutely recommended to try and keep everyone safe but you will have a stock of them to have at your place to use as you think it's necessary. It's really muddied what's going on with all the changes. Is there anywhere people can like get an idea of what is black and white, what is the current rules here and now? Yeah, look, if you go to Service New South Wales or even the Western New South Wales Local Health District on their Facebook page, or if you do a search on Service New South Wales for COVID restrictions, yep. it will all come up for you. Uh, things are changing fairly rapidly. And again, by the end of this week, uh, masks will no longer be mandatory at indoor settings. Some will be recommended and certainly at, at some venues they'll still be in place. QR code checking in is, is now gone basically apart from nightclubs. Mm. So there's a few little changes that you do need to be aware of but it's all about trying to let people uh, you know, freely live life a bit more easily. The mask thing has certainly been uh, one that's been tossed around for a while. That all starts to change again from this coming Friday. Now, what's going on in Narromine today? Uh, look, a bit of a gathering. Uh, as Minister for Western New South Wales, a good chance for me to catch up with all the general managers from council right across our great region. Uh, we're meeting at Narromine just to catch up on some of the, the big issues. And look, there'll be, there'll be not too many surprises. Uh, regional health, um, uh, some of the connectivity issues and probably um, some of the, the road networks as well. Incidentally, there was a, a fatality, a, 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 unfortunately, a head-on collision between two road trains on the Camilleroy Highway out near Brewarrina on uh, on the weekend. Mm -hmm. That road is now open, but if you are travelling, just be aware it's reduced speed limit and be aware that there is still a fair bit of work going on in that region. But, look, a, a great chance for me to catch up with all the GMs from all our councils to, to hear from them 
exactly what's going on across the West at the moment. And to get out there, you know, it's a vast area, so yeah. I'll be doing everything I can to, to visit each council and all of our stakeholders individually at their place. But it's also good just to have them in a room together um, just to quickly fire off. And I've got Department of Regional New South Wales with me today, including the big boss. So, so he gets to hear directly from people as well. And I think that's important. You know, we've got a great relationship with councils across the West, uh, and I think it's a, a great chance to kick off this year with a, with a meeting to, to make sure we're all on the same page. You're busy, man. You're all over the place, uh, you know, back and forth from being Sydney and doing official duties out in the, in, in the country. I appreciate what you do, Dougal, and thanks so much for your time this morning and joining me on the show. Good on you, mate. Always good to chat to you. I'll catch up next week. Federal Member for Parks, Mark Colton, on the phone. Mark's a busy man. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. He's in Canberra one day, that he's uh, in our region the next, and he's all over the place. If you missed the chat, I'm going to replay it for you right now. Yes, uh, morning, hello. Yep, out of Canberra now, thankfully, actually in Dubbo today, so uh, uh, it's always um, uh, good. Yeah, don't mind, actually, to be honest, don't mind uh, the job in Canberra, but it's always good to be out and about. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I was up in Gilgandra yesterday, and uh, um, it was a great day opening the um, uh, Aboriginal Medical Service um, in Gilgandra. Uh, it's been auspiced by the Guild, uh, the Canambal Aboriginal Medical Service, mm. and uh, it's going to be really important to provide uh, just another another medical service in Gilgandra. The, the Guild does a really good job. Um, there's lots of services there, and this is going to be really good. So you've been able to track down, obviously, uh, specialists and medical personnel, because I, I hear that's a big problem at the moment in regional areas. It's getting the staff to run these sort of places. It certainly is. Uh, they've got they've got a GP that's starting there, but mm. you now we're, we're sort of taking a also a, a longer term approach. And um, you know, up, uh, uh, where I am now, up even at the hospital precinct, actually, uh, you know, we're training medical students now, uh, like end to end, your full degree of medicine uh, in Dubbo. And, uh, and and your specialty for that matter. The people that are doing their training up here are mostly local people from uh, uh, from the region, and so mm. they're more likely to want to uh, stay and work in, in the area. And uh, uh, you know, we've, we've also doubled the number of uh, training places for junior doctors, and uh, they're starting to flow through now to uh, to do some of their placements um, with with regional GPs. And so, uh, looking at a longer term solution, because we found out that just paying lots and lots of money. Um, has the opposite effect where yeah. you know, doctors can come in and fill in temporarily, earn a lot of money, but it's not really an incentive to actually settle and set up practice. So we, we are looking at longer-term solutions. Mark, let's talk about the Queen. She's making the headlines a lot the last couple of days. Obviously, she's uh, COVID-19 positive. She's spending a couple of days at home. But uh, not just for uh, her positive COVID case, but she's been in the job a long time now. 70 years. Uh, so she's the longest-serving monarch um, wow. ever. Uh, and you know we're not likely to see that again for some time anyway. And so um, I, I think um, you know it's, it's a rem- the Queen. You know, um, regardless of people's personal views of being a republic or not, the Queen is incredibly well regarded. I think she's admired for her uh, her sense of duty, her courage, and her dignity. And so um, there's some grants available from two and a half thousand dollars up to twenty thousand dollars for community groups to plant trees to commemorate the uh, 70th anniversary of her ascension to the throne. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'd be encouraging, uh, you know, that could be a sporting organisation that might want to plant trees for shade for the spectators or a school, uh, you know, uh, a country women's association, uh, Rotary Club, whatever, uh, to uh, to take advantage of this grant to get the trees. And, uh, you know, trees are such a good um, reminder because particularly if kids plant them, they actually get to see the trees grow and, 
uh, in you know in their lifetime they'll be become quite spectacular. Yeah. For them to be able to look back and say, I planted that tree to commemorate uh, you know, Queen Elizabeth's seventieth uh, anniversary, and look at it now. I think it's a very positive thing. Amazing. Well, how can people get involved with that, Mark? Uh, look, if they go onto my website, you'll see the link uh, of where to apply, uh, and uh, it's not open for a long time. Although I think maybe towards the end of uh, March it closes. So. Uh, yeah, you probably need to get your skates on if you're, uh, you know, part of a community organisation to see if you want to do it or not, uh, and then uh, and you follow the links, you'll, you'll find out how to apply. Federal Member for Parks, Mark Colton, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, thanks, Alan.